You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Oh, a little Fanta, huh? No, Sunkiss. I'm a Sunkissed man. Oh, wow. That's proper orange soda right there. Yeah. That is proper orange soda. If it's not sun-kissed, it's not orange soda. Get the f- out of my face with orange soda. Wait, you don't like Fanta at all? No. No, out. and Crush oh, You'll can... be okay with a Fanta. No, and Crush can get out of here as well. Okay, sorry. This is not football-related, but you obviously have had, uh, you have two children, you've gone through all of this. Everything is just sticky now, I've noticed. Everything. Everything's sticky. Everything. Like the entire house. Everything is sticky. The back of my phone is sticky. I don't know how this is. Right. Everything I touch is sticky. The baby makes everything sticky. Uh, yeah, they tend to do that, Billy. Um, <laughs> what would you like me to do about it? Like, you want some advice on that front? Or? No, I'm just. I, I, I'm just. I'm glad that that you. They get shit on their hands, that. you know, and then they touch all the stuff, and all that stuff becomes sticky, you know. And everything. Do gets... a better job of washing your kids' hands. How about that? It's not. It's not just the hands. It's like she's at a stage where like everything she needs to taste because I guess that's how babies like. Right. I don't know, learn is by tasting things or touching things with their mouths at this stage. I don't know, but, like, you don't need to eat everything. Right. I worry about your baby. Do you? Yeah, I mean, you're crazy. Well, (laughs) you know. Nothing like a good, healthy amount of fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, put that on the poll. Is there anything like a healthy amount of fear? (laughs) God bless football. God bless football. Are we started? We started? We're going? I think we did, yeah. I mean, odd place to start, your baby. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, just two guys talking, you know, about what's going yeah. on in the world. A couple of guys cutting it up. A couple of yeah. dads cutting it up. Hey, you know? How about that? Yeah, how about that? Uh, what are we doing with DraftKings this week? Do we have a, uh, how'd you finish in our last contest? How'd you do? I have an admission that I don't know if I should oh, make or shit. not. Here we go. What do you got? 
I didn't submit my roster in time oh, last week. God. I have an admission I have to make. That makes two of us. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to be I never. <laughs> no, no. No, I've done it. Billy knows I've done it before. Well, I was riding high off of my previous one where I finished in like 125th place or something like that. Anyway, if you want to compete against us this week in fantasy, dkng.co slash levitard is how you do so. It's going to be like we do every week, compete against me, Stugatz, Mikey A, Witty, everybody. Everybody's going to be competing in there. Not There's not a person that Mike Golick is going to be there. Chris Sims is going to be, Mojo might be in there. I don't know that any of those people are actually participating except me and Stugatz. And Mike right, yeah, and it's Whitting. odd that you threw out Whittingham just randomly. He's not—he's not even around here. Well, no, because Whittingham actually participates. Like he will—he will send me updates throughout Sunday and let me know how it is that his team is doing. So he'll be there. He's a diehard. He participates in these. If you think you know more about football than him and you want to prove it, compete against us. Compete against us. DKNG.co/levitard. Billy, I think I know more about your DraftKings team than you do on some weeks. There you go. That that's, Whoa, he is here! That's, <laughs> that's kind of true. The last time that I did it that I was doing well, he showed a uh, an odd investment in my team and was updating me on how it was going. The thing is, is that once we talked to those DraftKings experts that they said, hey, I don't even check it, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to check on my team. I'm just going to live my Sunday and let this play out the way it's supposed to play out. But then Witty was giving me constant updates throughout the week. DKNG.co slash Levitard if you want to compete against us. All right. Uh, who are we going to first here, Billy? Who are we throwing it to first? We have uh, we have Mojo. We have Gronk. We have Jabba. Uh, they forgot Jabba's assistant. K-Funk. <laughs> We've misplaced Jabba's assistant. We have no idea why Jabba needs an assistant, but he has one anyway. Yeah. And the assistant does more for Chris Gronkowski than he does for Jabba Chamberlain. Uh, we have uh, we have Golik, of course. We have Chris Sims. Who are we throwing it to first? Well, we also have Frank Reich, who's going to be joining us later on. Oh. A very big get. Do yes. or die game this weekend. Unless other teams lose, then he could not do and not die. If other teams lose, the Colts can still get in. But it's not as sexy, so just say do or die. A win, and they're in. Mikey A, in an effort to piss off Golick uh, and ruin his relationship with Frank Reich. Reich or wrong at the end? What do you think? How about that? Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, got to. Got to. <laughs> okay, good. Fire up some questions for me. Ones that Frank Piss him right the f off. <laughs> All right, let's go to Gullick. Mike, would you like to deliver a message to our executive producer, Mike Ryan? He made a bet with me, and you're all about keeping your bets. You make a bet, okay? Yes. You got to pay off the bet if you lose. Yes. Uh, Mike Ryan agreed, okay, because he, like you, he loved Georgia all year. Best defense he's ever seen. Kirby Smart, Georgia, this is the team. They're going to beat Alabama. And I kept saying, do it against Alabama. And they had a chance in the SEC championship game. We had a bet on it. And obviously, we all know the outcome. Alabama wins the game. Mike Ryan said he would shave his head like Paul Feinbaum. Okay? And wow. he said he would do it after the new year because he didn't want to ruin his holiday pictures. And we are now okay. after the new year, and Mike still has no plans of shaving his head. Would you like to deliver a message to him? Well, yeah, I mean, you you will forever be known as a welcher of bets. I mean, don't ever, <laughs> don't ever utter the sentence that you want to make a bet again. You cannot make another bet until you pay off this bet. You can't wow. do it. Or you yeah. will be considered one of the most untrustworthy people of all time. Right? <laughs> Sometimes it takes a while to pay it off. Like, it took me a while 
for you and I to be in the same room, right? For me to yep. massage your glutes. Yeah. But the you bet was your, paid uh, off. You put your hand in my dirt. Yeah. I did. Hand in the dirt. <laughs> so pay off your bet. You know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna speak it, pay it off, man. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Or or yeah. nobody should ever make a bet with you again. The thing about this bet that's weird is that he brought it up and he came up with the conditions on this bet just to get yes. Stugatz to have to do it. Like, no one was asking for this until he brought it up with the terms. What was your and side? Six if, and a half points. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> if you lost it, was it the same thing? You had to shave your head? Yeah. Was, I've already wow. done it. I had to do it for the show once. I did it. I did the Paul Feinbaum, and I would have done it again if I lost. Nobody and I'll tell you ever... who's really pissing me no. off. If you want to send a message to someone, send it to Levitard. Because if I lost that bet, he'd be all over me to yep. pay it yep. off by now. Exactly and he hasn't right. said a word to Mike Ryan. Not, he's, not a beep to Mike Ryan. Couldn't agree more. Listen, I was yeah. hearing it from your guys' show when I had to put my hand in your dirt because it, it had been a while. Because, again, we weren't in the same – it was an actual physical payoff. I, we had to be in the same room. It couldn't, you couldn't virtually give you a butt massage. What, what fun is that? Um, so it had to take a while. This doesn't. Sit down and let somebody shave your head. Go get it professionally <laughs> done. Who cares, you know, but pay off the bet. So you're surprised, you're surprised this time around that Georgia is still the favorite in this game. <clears throat> um, you know, I don't have big buildings that were built off the backs of people gambling money. So right. I'm sure there's a reason that that happened. I would have just naturally assumed. Because, listen, they both beat their opponents by 20-some points, right? Which is somewhat amazing. Not amazing, but I guess the average... Margin of victory in the college football playoff semifinals was 21 points going into this, and they were both right in that area, correct? And they were both right, yeah. right there. So we still haven't gotten, you know, many, if any, competitive semifinal games. Um, so we'll see what happens when, obviously, we we expand. Yeah, we the want playoffs. to expand the playoffs. We can't even find four teams. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be any different, but it's going to open up a whole new world for a lot of teams in recruiting. So I'm still all for it. There's a separate reason for that. But I, I would have thought Alabama would come out as the as the favorites. Now, if Alabama barely got by Cincinnati, and and Georgia, you know, completely crushed Michigan, which they pretty much did. Both these teams owned the game, right? They weren't great games. They weren't oh my god games. They were just we are so much better than you. We are just owning you in this game. And no matter if it's close for a little while early on. Nobody feels confident that either Cincinnati or Michigan was going to come back, you know, just like some of the other college uh, semifinal games. So the two what, people that are at, don't like the SEC or don't like the way it goes, get over it. These are the two best teams. These are the two best teams in the country, and they're playing for the national championship, and that's what you want. Um, it, I picked against Alabama last time. And I was wrong. And I always said it's very tough to pick against Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Um, but I, I, there's part of me that I, I think I'm going to do it again. Um, really? I, I think Georgia, man, they, they definitely learn. They, they got to play Bryce Young different, a little differently uh, for sure this time around. They know, as they said, they saw they were able to see the, some of the tape and some of the weaknesses or where they were attacked, and you try and, you know, shore that up. But the bottom line to this to me, and I say this about every game, is we can sit here, you know, you look at the game plan. If I'm calling a game, I try and figure out what the game plan is going to be. I look at how a defense plays, how an offense plays. And it is a chess match, and I said this before. But what you have here are the best. How about this stat? 
and I don't know where Georgia is in this, but in college college football, you're allowed 85 scholarship players, right? 85 for each team. Alabama, 77 of those 85 have been in the ESPN top 300. 77. Cincinnati had two. <laughs> two if they're 85 in the top 300. Alabama had 77. These two teams just have the most talent. So, you know, what I'm looking for, Will Anderson, uh, you know, and, and what he does on the outside, you know, and how he rushes is is absolutely incredible. So any matchup for him, you know, Evan Neal, the tackle for uh, Alabama, any matchup with him. These are So I look at individually, you sit there and you look at any kind of, of a matchup. So who will Will Anderson, what side will they line up on? We know Evan Neal lines up on the left side. So who will Will Anderson being rushing on on Georgia's offensive line? You know, you look for specific matchups. And at the end of the day, no matter what the game plan is, eventually you have to block that guy and that guy has to get off your block. Now, you can change it up. You can double him. You can chip him. You can do, you can do things to him. But you can't do it to every player. So before every play, somebody has to beat the guy in front of them or that guy on offense has to beat the guy on defense. And that, that's, that's what it comes down to. But you can try and pick your matchups to try and take advantage of things, but it still comes down to execution on the field. And you have the most talented players in the country getting ready to do it. Mike, don't you think Saban is using this much the way he did the first time around, them being the underdogs? Like, hey, we beat them in the SEC championship game, and here we are again. They're still disrespecting us. We're getting three points against a team that we just blew out. It's stunning to me. It's stunning. Amazing. Whenever you say Alabama and attach underdog to it, it's almost laughable. Yet, here (laughs) they are, actually underdogs, you know, uh, again, and Saban will use it. The players will use it. I mean, listen, they replace a five-star with a five-star, a four-star with a four-star. These guys are all went to Alabama to win championships and go to the NFL. Same as Georgia, same thing. But Saban plays it so well of how he can just get under these guys' skin, coach them enough where it's almost impossible to think, my God, they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder, you know, as underdogs for as great as they've been. But Saban's able to do it. Uh, he, he just is. Uh, Billy, so Mike likes Georgia again. He didn't learn his lesson. Uh, I know. You know I like Alabama. Should we make a bet? Like, what do you think here, Billy? <laughs> what do you want the terms to be? I, 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 you, the, you know, you just want to bet, and you always lose these, so I don't know why you're so eager to get right back into this. <laughs> he wants to put a hand in the dirt. Now, I, I re- Listen, I really believe in Alabama, and I don't believe in Georgia. I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's listen. I, 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 listen, I get it. I understand. I, I, and, and I'm not sure why I'm going with George again. Maybe I'm so defensive-centric. you know. What, but what Brian Robinson did, rushing for over 200 yards against Cincinnati, but this Georgia defense is way better than Cincinnati's defense. And that D-line, the, I think this is where you can throw in game plan, you can throw in uh, talent is, is there on both sides. But one thing you can't is the intangible. Georgia was being touted as one of the great defenses of all time, and they got their asses kicked by this team they're going to play. So there is a part of, wow, that happened, and that's not happening again. So, you know, I, I, I just think that Georgia comes out with a little more smoke this time around. Not that they took Alabama too lightly, which would be a ridiculous thing to do, but, you know, maybe they were – 
puffy chest and everybody talking about what a great defense they were. And listen, there's nothing worse than just getting smacked in the mouth when you're on defense, you know, and just getting run on. And that's what Bama's going to try and do. That's so Georgia's got to stop that. But then you got to deal with Bryce Young, who right. is the dude never changes. He never changes emotion. Nothing gets to him. He's a young kid, wins the Heisman, and nothing affects him. At least you can't see it outwardly, which is a great way to be. Billy, why'd you smile? Make some weird kind of gyration. I just got goosebumps. I got goose <laughs> when we started talking intangibles. I was just like, oh. You love intangibles. I love intangibles. <laughs> and intangibles can intangible? last. <laughs> intangibles can last for a while or they cannot last at all. You know, we talk about the intangible of giving somebody bullet, bulletin board material. Bulletin right. board material lasts until the opening kickoff. And then that shit's done. Now, you know, if Georgia comes out and in this game and just starts popping Bama right away, stuffing the run and being well, that's going to even build their confidence more. So that's where it can help them. But also the other side of that, if they start getting run on or if Bryce Young starts dealing on them, they could be going, oh, shit, here we go again. You know, uh, like the SEC right. title game. So, But, Mike, you think there'll be a quick hook for Stetson Bennett, right? Like, if, if he's not playing well, uh, Kirby will take yes. him off the field. He'll go run his dad's hedge fund, then they'll bring in someone else, right? Yes. Oh, they'll bring in JT Daniels. I, absolutely. I, I said that in the first – but they didn't need to, obviously, against, against right. Michigan. Uh, but when it's – this is it now. You know, I mean, when, when, when you're the t- – win the championship, lose, you know, you don't get remembered as much. So, yeah, you do everything to win, and if it's a struggle – and at times for Bennett, it's been a bit of a struggle. Their their passing game is has been nothing to write home about at times. So, but Bama's defense at times has been a little inconsistent. So that to me is going to be the issue. If, if Bama jumps out on them again and gets that big lead, it's going to be tough for Georgia because they're not a boy. We can right. score like so quick with our passing game that we're going to get back in this. So that that would be tough on them. Mike, we'll get to uh, Antonio Brown and some stuff in the NFL here in just a second. Frank Reich, your buddy, going to join us, the mm-hmm. uh, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to try to embarrass you, okay? I'm well, try to I, try, take the word uh, try out. <laughs> I'm sure somehow, some way, in your devious little mind, you have some bullshit yes. to pull that will embarrass me. <laughs> I mean, why are you lashing out at me? I don't well, I'm not lashing out. I'm just spitting the truth here, right? Anybody else on here tell me if I'm wrong? Anybody? <laughs> You're right about that. Oh. oh, dropping hints. You got that right. You hate us. Just say it. I mean, well, just, just say it. At times. Uh, any issue with Harbaugh leaving Michigan, if indeed he does? And where do you think? It's, it's Chicago, right, Mike? Yeah, it would be that Chicago. Would be yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it would be Chicago. This is where we are, man. It doesn't matter when you sign a contract for a coach, you can get out of it. Buy your way out of it. The team you go to buys, their, buys it, you out of it. Who knows? But but that's, a, that's the one thing I'll say to these recruits now. If you want to play for a coach, understand when that coach is sitting in your living room when you're 18 years old, there's a damn good chance he won't be your coach for the entire time there. But now you have an option. You can transfer as well, like Kayla yeah. Williams may do, and follow his coach to USC. We'll have to wait and see. I actually think in some cases it boosts the coach's value, meaning yeah. they know if they sign this coach, hey, okay, we yeah. get Lincoln Riley, good chance Caleb Williams comes with them, right? Yep. It's like a package deal. So instead of people fighting this, and everybody's bitching now about the fact, and who didn't see this coming, right? The NCA basically punches piloted the NIL. They washed their hands of it and said, you guys decide because Congress got involved. So there are no freaking rules anywhere. So are we shocked? Are we shocked? that boosters are putting together huge pools of money 
to, you know, get to these players for doing whatever job they're going to do. Something they've been doing illegally forever, now it's legal to do. It's just a matter of getting these boosters together and getting the money in one pot and seeing how you're going to disperse it. Stunner, it got there because the NCAA just basically said, oh, f*** it. You know what, guys, do what you want. We don't want this around. The NCAA does not want NIL. They never wanted NIL. But it was going to happen because all of a sudden the legislators who love to get, you know, votes to their constituents are saying, look at what we're doing for these players. You know, we're helping these players. So they look good. So it was going down that path. So the NCAA throws up their hands. So we basically have no guidelines now. And now we have boosters funneling money. Real shocker that that happened. Uh, Mike, uh, we have spoken a lot, me and Dan, our entire show about Antonio Brown. It is uh, taking on, well, some new developments in the story yeah. where he released a statement. He is, he's got receipts. He's got texts between him and Bruce Arians and, uh, and Brady's doctor, Dr. Guerrero, should have a statue outside of uh, Foxborough. <laughs> what have been your thoughts on, on Antonio Brown? Do you believe Antonio Brown, Mike? Uh, I, I'm not sure how much I believe. A- Antonio Brown hasn't given me a lot of reason to believe him. I guess let's a put it that messenger. way. No doubt. He, yeah. he's, he's got a lot of his own receipts out there that says, eh, look in the mirror, man. All these problems are because of that guy right in the mirror. Listen, if he has issues, mental issues, if he does, I hope he gets help for it. But, I, I, you know, and, and that's between him and whoever wants to give him help. If he thinks he needs help, I don't know about that stuff. But the injury, we're going to find out. You're going to be able to go to the trainers. Was he getting treatment for it? Is he on the books for getting treatment for it? Was he ever, listen, when I'm doing games, I get the practice schedules every day of every player who is full participant, uh, partial, limited participant, or did not practice. Is he on any of those? You know, where where he wasn't practicing. Where is he listed? Has he gotten x-rays? Does he have MRIs? Because I know he's saying an MRI shows torn ligaments and and bodies floating around, which, by the way, a lot of people have body little things floating around in their their bodies right now. But a lot of people are going to say, boy, the way he did jumping jacks and ran out the field didn't look like his, uh, his ankle hurt. Again, running out the field and doing what he did is different than making cuts full speed on the field. But I guess I would just say that is... He hasn't given me much reason to believe anything that he says. And one thing we ought to tell, who's biggest, big, been his biggest proponent? It's been Tom Brady, right? And he yes. had no problem shelling on Brady's guy and, and really kind of connecting to Brady as well, right? So deleted those quickly though, but I mean, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But he put them out there. You know what? You know yeah, what happens? Checking account number in there. Yeah. You, you know what happens when you delete something? It doesn't disappear. It's still there. And, and it all it shows is, you, you know, you, you probably didn't want to put it up there in the first place. So I guess that well, would Brady be my Brady called him and said, take that thing down now. Yeah, how about it? I've been your only ally in this thing. So, so now this is going to be in the hands of team doctors, agents, and lawyers on how they're going to do this thing. But overall, I'll go back to what I said. He has not given me a lot of reason to believe a lot of things that he says. What do you have floating around in your body right now? Since you said a lot of us have things floating oh, around. Oh, man, there's no, in my shoulder. I mean, both my shoulders are, especially my left one, is just a mess. And every time I try and try and stretch them before workout, you get a little movement in there and you get a little pinch in there and you get a little bit of that sharp pain in there. And unfortunately, my next surgery, as the doctors have said, as they said, there's no sense in doing another clean-out surgery or something. The next one is going to be you're going to get a replacement. So... You know, I'm, try- I'm just trying to hold off on that as long as I can. I just saw, you know, as, as we're doing this, 
that Tampa Bay is going to officially release Antonio Brown. So if they're going to release Antonio Brown, that means they feel they have enough information that says we're, nothing's going to come back on us if we release him because you can't release an injured player. If you do, there's got to be some kind of an injury settlement or you have to rehab them you know, uh, uh, through their injury. So if, if the Tampa Bay is making that right. statement, it's going to happen. They, they must feel that they have enough information. Uh, does anyone sign him, Mike, or no? I well, I mean, he says his ankle is hurt, so <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, if he really believes that. I, I know there are those that think they sign him, and listen, we have seen the league littered with great players that have had issues that get signed because of their talent. Josh Gordon's been one of them, and everybody keeps waiting for the Josh Gordon of 2016 to show up, and it's not going to show up. You know what? He keeps getting chances, and I'm glad he got it. You know, he got another chance, but he's not going to be that receiver. It's just been too long. Antonio Brown has proven he could be worth the risk because it's a, it's not a lot of money, and b, look at the return Tampa Bay got last year with him. So, would I be stunned if a playoff team signed him? Not one bit, because you could just easily do it and just say, if it's not going to work, like New England, you're gone. You know, you're out of here. Bill has no problem cutting somebody quick. So it would would not shock me one bit. All right, Mike. God bless football, my friend. God bless football. There's always something to talk about. That's why we God bless football every week. Yes. I don't know. We didn't make a bet, so uh, I don't know what happened there. So oh, I like did. Alabama. If you want to make a bet, I mean, you know, Billy and Mikey A can figure out the stakes. But yeah, I, they can I'd figure like out the stakes. All I know is the last time I bet you, I was massaging your ass. So mm. I don't know how badly I want to make a bet. <laughs> Double down. I mean, no. Yeah. no. Oh, your hands. You have such big hands. All right, we're done. Mike, do you ever think about coaching? Me, yes. Really? Oh, yeah. I I might have told you the story. I'll tell it again. Bud Carson wanted me to coach when I retired. He wanted me to bring – he was with the St. Louis Rams then, and he wanted me to join the staff. And why didn't you? Because I was already working at ESPN, and I didn't want to go through the life that Frank's going through now. <laughs> I mean, I respect the hell out of him. God love him, but man, I'll I'll I'll, I'll say it. I'll tell. Well, wait a second, now. Frank. When did you know Frank Reich is with us? He's the uh, Indianapolis Colts head coach. Um, when did you know you wanted to be a coach, Frank? A long time ago. Really? Yeah. Like while you were playing, or? Yeah, for sure. Like my rookie year. Do you think Mike Golick would have been a good coach? No. Oh! Oh, that hurts, no. man. So, so yeah. He would have been he, he would have been outstanding. So, 94 I retired and Bud Carson was my last uh, coordinator in Philly before my, I spent my last year in Miami in 93. And I retired and Bud called me up and he, and he was at the Rams and in St. Louis and he said, "Listen, I think you'd be a good coach. I want you to be an assistant D-line coach and get into the to the business if you want to. And I had started with ESPN, and I thought about it for a little bit. I was talking to my wife. I said, Bud, man, I love you. I said, but you guys are nuts, man. I said, I get there. You're already there. I go home. You're still there. And, you know, you move around. You know, you look on any coach's Wikipedia page, and they're moving around. So, so Frank, you got to be you, – you, and when I say nuts, I mean that in a good way. you got to have you got to have a certain mentality to know exactly what you're stepping into. Yeah, there's no question, Mike. You're right. But you would have been a great coach because – Right. There's just the passion for the game, right? A love for the details of the game, 
I think that's a lot of what coaching is. You know, it just you love the game, you love the competitiveness of it, but then you love the details of it, so you don't mind grinding it out. And you know, he recognized you like that stuff. So, but I get that it's fun, but it seems like the losing is miserable. Like it's just <laughs> oh, it's it is terrible. I mean, I t- I'm 60 years old. I hate it now more than ever. I mean, it's brutal. I've told people this, Frank, all the time, and, and it was just brought up again. Bill Curry, a really good friend of mine who played before us. Uh, he was a quarterback for Bart Starr. He was a quarterback for Johnny Unitas with the Colts. And he just put up the other day a, a game, a playoff game, that he said, I played very poorly in and I'll never forget it. I should have played better. And I said this all along. I said, players always remember the bad way more than the good. You, you, you had at one point both the, the, the two biggest comebacks in college and NFL, but don't you remember any of the bad way more than the good? A hundred percent. You know, those are the, the regrets, the times that you blew up because people are depending on you, you know, and, and you, or you missed an opportunity or you, you feel like you let your team down and you're sick about it, you know, it's, it's brutal. Do you have a loss that like sticks out, like it still haunts you? Well, besides the Super Bowl, when I set the record for the most <laughs> Super Bowl game. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Golick doesn't watch yeah. the Super Bowl. Mike, can you can you tell that story? You well, never watched I, the Super Bowl, right? I, 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 for 23 years at ESPN, we'd go cover the Super Bowl, and I always left the day huh. before. In all honesty, I was jealous. I was jealous of the two teams playing. I never got close. I, I won a wild card game one year, and that was it. And in nine years, and so I, I was jealous, so I never wanted to be there. Now I'm actually going to be working it this year, so this is the first Super Bowl I'll actually be at mm. working. But and I don't know if it made sense. I don't know because people, have, and I, I heard, I heard uh, Joe Theismann one time say, "I'd rather never go to a Super Bowl than go to a Super Bowl and lose." And I, I called BS on that because <clears throat> I never was at a Super Bowl. And the only way to win a Super Bowl is to be there. So you have to take the thought process that you may lose it. So I, I don't know. You know, I never bought into that mentality. Uh, unfortunately, you can answer that question about losing I was going to say, Super Mike, that, there's, no, yeah. there's, no, there's no nice way of saying it, I, I, but you have I an know. expert. <laughs> I know. I know. I am an expert at that. No. But, we fin- <laughs> but I, did finally, uh, I did finally conquer that mountain a couple of years ago. So. So, you know, when you did that, and, and, and obviously Herm Edwards said, he said it's one of the worst feelings when you lose that and the confetti's coming down and it's not coming down on you and you get off the field and there's another winner. But you got to experience that, and you're certainly trying to do that again with the Colts. But, but you have a good perspective of losing some Super Bowls, and then finally when the clock strikes zero in Philly, you win it. So what was that like? You know, I, I thought it would be great. And, you know, I, I mean, I think I – but it was like greater than anything I could have imagined. You know, I mean, it was it was a life changing experience. And I still remember that my family was there and my three daughters and my, obviously my wife was there. And one of my daughters was taking a video of my wife that I still have on my phone to this day. You know, like when when the game ended and just the look on her face. You know, it was just it was special. You know, and because that was the sixth one. I you know I'd been to five previous and. Yeah, it was it was a great feeling. Not nothing like it. The one thing that I've always been amazed at, and maybe this was a lot of a lot of Nick Saban in college, but I would imagine how it relates to the pros, is you win a Super Bowl and Nick, or, or for Nick Saban, he'd win a national championship, and then talk about how behind he was with everybody else for the next <clears> year. And so you win that Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're a head coach with the Colts. I mean, so 
while it had to be an incredible moment, how many moments did you get to enjoy it? Yeah, well, that's a great point because not many. Uh, <laughs> did, did get to enjoy the parade, which was an equally unbelievable experience. <laughs> and and uh, I had people, I had guys who had been part of that say to me, you know, because they knew I got the job, you know, was getting a job in Indy and like, hey, you don't want to miss the parade. Like, it's really cool. So I made it a point to make sure I did that. And that was a that was a really, really cool experience. But other than that, Mike, you're exactly right. I mean, it was back to work and, um, you know, come here to Indy. Frank, you had mentioned your your family, your daughters. I, at least one of them is married. Uh, Mike's daughter. Mike is giving his daughter away. I'm not certain how he feels about it. But any advice mm -hmm. for uh, for Mike Golick Sr. here? Oh, man. Yeah, I have three and I'm uh, the walked all three of them down the aisle. So that's fun time. I mean, like for us, I, yeah, those were, I'm sure just like Mike had a special relation, you know, have a special relationship with him. And, you know, you just always envision that day as a dad, right. You know, and you, you're, when you're a girl dad, you know, that's, that's the day, you know, that's, that's their big day. And that was a special moment. I did put all the guys through the ringer though. I don't, Mike, I'm not sure if you put, if you put them through the ringer, but I definitely put them through the ringer. Well, I, I definitely did. The, the unfortunate thing is he played tight end for the Bears for five years, and he's 6'5", about 250. So I have to get help from, like, my son Mike and Jake, who are, who was an old lineman and a tight end to, to God. But he is a, he's a great, great guy, no doubt about that. I actually had a very unique experience in that because you, you guys know my, you know, kind of my spiritual background. Because I'm ordained, I walked them down the aisle, and then I – flipped roles and then I stepped on the other side of the role and then I ended up pronouncing them husband and wife. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that so, has that had always been a wow. vision and dream of mine that I really it was one of the reasons why it was one of many reasons that I wanted to, you know, go down that route and be ordained. I just I just thought that would be a really cool moment. And man, it was it was it was so cool. You know, did to, you do it? You do it for all three of them? All three of them. <clears throat> wow. So when you walked them down the aisle, this is my fear. Were you able to hold it together or were there tears? Yeah, no. You know, it's funny you say that because the first I was fine. I don't know how, but I was fine. You know, I was I was good. I, but then for the, the, the last one, yeah. you know, the last one, because and I told my my older two daughters, I said, hey, now, if I don't hold it together, don't think that I don't think that I love her more. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> She's not just it's she's also the last one. And it's the cumulative effect of all three. And uh, sure enough, uh, I did lose a little bit on the last one. What yeah. was the better feeling doing that for your daughters with your daughters or winning a Super Bowl? Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that's a, that's a trick question. Um, I, did. I totally tried to trick you there. I did. Frank. You totally right. did. And they're in different categories. No, nothing touches the family moments, but uh, nothing touches the family moments. But all, all my family, they would say their experience at the Super Bowl was equally as good as mine. Uh, so, well played. And thank you. Well played. And thank you for calling me out on my BS. Yeah, yeah, you, you were yeah. trying, Stu. You were trying. Yeah, Go I'm, ahead, Mike. I'm, sorry. I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to giving you know, her future husband her debt. So that'll be uh, really <laughs> about that one. Uh, this so, is like relief for Mike. I'm telling yeah, you. How, how about it? <laughs> Except my daughter thinks if the credit card that we pay for is still, you know, hasn't expired for another year that she can still use it. So, you know, I, I lose either way. 
So it's great having having Frank on. It's just another player that was drafted, you know, in this case, 198 spots ahead of me in the 1985 draft. <laughs> was, what, pick 57? I was pick 255 <laughs> in that draft. So I, I had to wait a little bit longer. So it's always a beautiful thing when you can control your own destiny. You guys win, you're in. Yeah. It, it's a great thing. And it's amazing, you know, you're playing Jacksonville on the road. You haven't beaten Jacksonville since 2014 on the road, whether in Jacksonville or London. But for you, it's just 2018 and on. But still, can can you put a finger? Because I know sometimes teams just have another team's number in a certain place. Can you put a finger on why that's happened? No, we talked about today in our team meeting. You know, like I said, you know, we've been here. This will be our fourth trip down there. And the previous three trips, you know, we've taken three good teams down there. You know, it's not like we is we've taken three good teams down there. And 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 they beat us. You know, they just they beat us to the punch and you know, out coached us and outplayed us in all three of those games. And that's that's a bitter pill to swallow, you know. Um and like you said, Mike, I mean it, you know, sometimes there's weird things like that. There's weird mojo like that for whatever reason on, on certain matchups. And that's what we talked about a little bit today as a team. Like, hey, you know, I know we all have high aspirations, you know, of our team. You know, we, we we felt good about our team from the start. And, you know, after that slow start, now we get going, you know, and here we are in a do or die, must win to get in, you know, against Jacksonville, you know, down there. And you can say, hey, well, they're having a rough year. Hey, you can, New England just hung 50 on them. To us, that doesn't mean anything. No. Right. We know we're getting their A game. You know, like we know – like it's a thing to them. We know it's a thing to them. And so it's going to be a good test for us, for us bouncing back after that really heart wrenching, disappointing loss. We felt like, you know, take care of business last week. So you don't yep. put yourself in this situation. And, um, but we went up against a good Raiders team and just fell a little bit short, you know, just weren't quite hitting on all cylinders. And uh, so now we put ourselves in this position where it's do or die. Yeah, at least it's still a chance where you can control it. You know, you had a team last week in the Raiders who were still in it, still trying to be in it now. And if you play long enough, you know, you're in a position where you control it or you're in a position like Jacksonville where you're like nothing better than to spoil somebody else's season. That's right. Yeah, they're they're in that position to do that. I'm going back to the to the beginning of the year in training camp. Carson Wentz comes over and not only does Carson Wentz have the foot issue, then Quentin Nelson has a foot issue. In a private moment, did you like, you know, say, okay, seriously, what's going on here with my these two guys? You know, I really didn't. I mean, Mike, you know me a little bit to know that that's not really how I roll. Um, I, I, I'm pretty even keel about stuff like that. You know, I just, I, I, you know, I believe that the guys are going to overcome it. I believe in the players. And I, I just never really played the you know, the victim thing where, oh, well, you know, what's that, why us? You know what I mean? It's just like, no, you know, you guys know, nobody feels sorry for you. So you play the hand that you're dealt. You don't like it, but I don't get overly emotional about it. Um, I hate it for the guy. You know what I mean? When your guys get hurt, you know, they got to go through it. I always look at it like, hey, the team, as a team, we can overcome it, you know, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt the guys individually. You know, Carson comes to us, he's got a chance for a fresh new start and bam, you know. And with Quentin, he had gone through several things physically in the offseason, was expecting to come in and have a great, you know, have his best year physically. And, and then, bam, he got that right away. So, um, but they eventually overcame it. And, you know, they're, you know, we're doing our thing. 
Do you have a theory on why there are so many different opinions about your quarterback, Carson Wentz? Some people, like I watch Carson, when he steps into a throw, he looks like an amazing quarterback, like just an amazing arm, a talented quarterback, yet their end, he was really the reason the Eagles got to the Super Bowl, uh, or one of the big reasons they got to the Super Bowl, the year you won the Super Bowl, uh, but there are so many people who don't believe in Carson Wentz. Do you have a theory as to why? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me either. I, I, I mean, um, it, it really doesn't. You know, like, obviously, I don't get to get a feel for everything, you know, that's being said and going on out there, you know, because I'm not living in the world that you're living in, and I'm a little bit in a bubble, you know, as far as, you know, just working 24-7 football. But I still see things and hear things, and, you know, you, you get a feel for it. And, um yeah, it's the strangest thing I've ever seen. It's, you know, but it is what it is, and that's part of playing the position. So, um, you know, I'm excited about the opportunity that we have as a team. I'm excited for the opportunity Carson has, not to necessarily prove people wrong, but to prove himself right. You know, I feel like we've made really good strides this year. The season's not over. We still got, you know, there's an opportunity left this week, and hopefully longer. But you know, if we can, if we can win this week, um, to still do some pretty cool things, and we'll see. You know, we'll see. But this is just one year. I mean, and when you consider where things yeah. were last year, you look at this year and you say, have we gotten back on track somewhat? Yeah, we have. I mean, I don't think anybody can question that. So are we hitting the same heights that we were in 17? Well, it's not the same team. You know, we're, we're, we're our offense is based on Jonathan Taylor right now. Yeah. So feeding Jonathan Taylor the ball. We're not asking Carson to do what we were asking him to do in 2017 when he had an MVP type season. So uh, he's played a lot of good football this year. He's played a lot of good football. And, um, you know, we haven't revolved this thing around the quarterback, you know, really at this point. Now, do I think that going forward, you know, do I think if we're going to go forward and be the team and win it all, do I think we're going to have to get some high level play? Yeah, I do. Um, but I think he's capable of that. Boy, it's so nice to turn around and hand it to 28, though. Uh, I mean, I, I called your uh, your Christmas game out in out here in Arizona where I am. And so this is this is part of the, the next thing coaches have to deal with. You had both your guards out with uh, with COVID. Ryan Kelly out with that just unspeakable, horrific situation that he went through. It was just horrible. But then during that game, you lose Eric Fisher, you lose Jack Doyle. So basically, I, I, as I was calling the game, I'm like, this is nine on seven, twos against ones. You know, it was a one defensive line for the Cardinals and twos but for, for the Colts. But between what you and Chris Ballard have done with depth, the guys were, were incredible. So along those lines, tell me how different it is now in these last two years dealing with COVID. And not sure when you're going to get that phone call or that someone knocking on your door saying, well, this guy's out. And you're like, oh, man, he's out at the end of the week. That means his backup didn't really get the practice I wanted him to get to the game. So can you take everybody kind of behind the scenes a little bit with dealing with COVID? Yeah, I mean, so like the number one thing is, you know, we make sure that the team knows basically on a weekly basis. Hey guys, everybody needs to be ready to play this week, right? That we could. You know, we could all of a sudden wake up on Sunday morning and five five guys are out or 10 guys are out or whatever. So everybody who has a helmet and has a horseshoe on their helmet, you need to be ready to play winning football. So it starts there. It starts with we value everyone there. We expect every our expectation on everyone in that building is they can step up and play winning football. And that's what those guys did in Arizona. 
Um, but then as far as the rest of it, you know, as, like as a coaching staff and as a team, you know, you just, I don't want to say you're numb to it, but it's, it is what it is. It's out of your control. So why waste emotional energy on it? I mean, you know, when I get those text messages, you know, hey, um, so-and-so has tested positive. Um, and or so, you know, when I got the message that Quentin tested positive, it's like, who? Uh, Quentin? You know, and then there's about a five-second, oh, that kind of stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and, and But then you're like, okay, all right, well, we're good. Let's go. And then that's kind of how it is. That's kind of how we do it here. You know, and I learned a lot of that from Tony Dungy, you know, just being around him. I, I, you know, in that whole next man up mentality. Well, like when I was coaching for coach, uh, for coach Dungy and stuff, obviously when injuries would happen and it'd be next man up, it'd be a rash of injuries. Like he just never flinched. Like it just never, like he just never, he never changed his facial expression. He never seemed, it just didn't, you know, like, and I was like, and I, I remember taking note of that, like, man. And because the team feels that. The team feels that. And so I try to approach it the same way. Coach, hypothetically, how would you deal with this situation? Not that I can imagine it would ever happen in an NFL game. But if a wide receiver or any player on your team quit on your team in the middle of a game, <laughs> took your shirt off, did jumping jacks in an end zone, and then left and went to a Knicks game, how would, how would a coach handle that? I mean. Yeah, I mean. My first response really is, hey, th those are that's our guy. You know what I mean? Hey, for, for better, for worse, he's our guy. You know what I mean? So there is a personal concern for the player. Like, yes. And I think our players here would tell you that. And I think it's this way in most locker rooms. I know it's this way in our locker room. We all got our issues, some worse than others. But if, if you're in this locker room and you're part of our team, you're family. And so if something bizarre happens and, and, like, you know, and I know that's an extreme case, mm -hmm. you know, there's got to be some of it where, you know, you got to hold them accountable, but then there's also some of you like, Hey, I, I'm concerned, you know, I'm concerned. I want to help this person. Yeah. Listen, I agree with that. You know, a lot of it can be the man in the mirror, but you know, maybe not all of it. So I mean, I thought Tom Brady, what he said about him was, was really, really good. So, but you don't know where that line is of, certainly sums on the player you you control your actions and and does are there issues in it so you know hopefully there there could be and it seems it seems to me i'm sorry mike but it seems yeah. to me and i haven't read everything or seen everything about it but like to handle it the right way like hey you crossed the line that you can't cross so you're not going to be here but hey we're you know we want to try to help and you know you know we can still want to help that's what that's you know i saw the brady thing as well i did see brady's thing on that seemed to me like the right response uh, Coach, we're going to, and we appreciate the time. You've been very gracious with your time. We know it's a busy time. I'm going to play, hopefully, I'm not going to end your relationship or friendship with Mike Golick here. Oh, but we're going to play Stu. a quick game with you called Reich or Wrong. What's the matter, Mike? Reich or Wrong? It's you a great game. You always do this to me. These are, these are people that I respect to have on here, and then you want to ruin it. Right, well, I'm, gonna, I'm really bad at these games, but let's go. Let's bring it on. All right, that a boy. See, Mike, that's a competitor right there. I mean, uh -huh. <laughs> how about that? Uh, that's a guy who's won a Super Bowl, Mike. I mean, <laughs> 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 I'm going to end my relationship with Mike. Yeah, true. That's what I'm going to do, yes. All right, here we go, Coach. Reich or wrong? Buffalo in the wintertime. Reich or wrong? Reich. Okay, you like you like Buffalo in the wintertime, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good, mem good memories of winners in Buffalo. And, and okay. quite honestly, I don't know if the quarterback feels this way, but I much rather would play in the cold than the hot. 
is from, from a lineman standpoint. And from my athletic ability side, all the good athletes came down to my level when the footing got there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you liked it. Yeah. All right. Mike Golick was robbed. He should have been on a Madden team. Right or wrong? <laughs> That's right. Mike Golick was a stud player. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. See, he's being a nice guy right there, and I do appreciate that. Mike, I think your problem was you were playing next to Reggie White. I think that was playing next to Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Clyde Simmons, Seth Joyner. Yeah, maybe, huh? (laughs) They were pretty good. He he brought out the best in them. Yeah, (laughs) exactly right. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is better than Derrick Henry. Right or wrong? Ooh. Hey, well, you know it's right, but (laughs) great respect for for Derrick Henry. That's me trying to trick you again, Coach. You're good yeah, at this. Yeah. <laughs> you are Man, really good at this. Two, those are two great backs. Wow. Carson Wentz is going to win a Super Bowl in his career. Right or wrong? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just guaranteed <laughs> it, Coach. Uh, I love that. So you're going to win it with you? Say. or? Yeah, win it with you? Yes. Right. That a boy. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, a couple of quick ones. We'll get you out of here. Eating food off the floor. Right or wrong? Wrong. Mike? Five second rule, coach. Five second rule. No you know, uh, that's the effect of three daughters and, you know, hy- hygiene. And I've gotten, you know, I've probably softened, you know, t- 10 years ago, that would have been okay. But I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten soft in that area. I said that, hel- that, that happens. Uh, leaving a voicemail, right or wrong? These days, it's definitely wrong. I, Frank, but I didn't know that. <laughs> All the guys on our show made fun of me because I'm still leaving voicemails. <laughs> I can't even remember uh, the last time I've done that. Uh, Frank, have you heard about this lady who farts into a bottle and sells her... Uh... No. <laughs> no. Oh. Farting into a bottle and selling your smell, right or wrong? Yeah, that was no. uh, so But unless wrong. Brady did it, I would buy a Brady one, would you? <laughs> Can we be done? Yeah. Hopefully you're still friends with Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, good luck this uh good luck. Uh-huh. You just guarantee that you and Carson are gonna win a Super Bowl. We appreciate that. Oh, me. is that gonna be the headline? No, now? no, no. It's no, not we're not gonna do that to I'm you. Just no, teasing. Gonna, I'm just we're teasing. Not, we're not gonna do that to you. Frank, we appreciate the time, man. Really, really do. Yeah. Very nice yeah. to put, no, put up with it. uh put up with stew shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, no, love it. It's great. You guys are a blast, so Good talking with you guys. Well, thanks, Stu. I'm glad you didn't ruin that relationship. <laughs> but, Mike, be honest. If Brady no. farted in a bottle, you'd buy it. <laughs> no, I would not. That, that, you would get healthier. I'm not going to You would lie. smell the fart no, and no, lose I 10 would, pounds. No, I, that is one of the more disgusting to show where our society is mm. that somebody would give money to somebody else for that. Mm. I mean, listen, when when Mike put mayonnaise on a uh, Oreo, some – columnists from Australia like condemned the entire United States of America mm-hmm. saying this is where we are right. with a guy doing that. That is tame compared to that disgusting thing of farting in a bottle and selling it. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's horrific. Aaron Rodgers? No. Oh. Nobody. Nobody. Tom Brady farts are filled with antioxidants that your body needs. Mm. <laughs> I'm getting nauseous thinking about it. Is there any? Is there anyone's farts? You no. <laughs> Unbeknownst to all of you, whenever oh, someone comes on like that, who I am friends of, and they come on this show because of that, immediately when I'm done speaking to you, I'm texting them and apologizing. Mm. <laughs> okay, don't ever stop doing it, and I'm never going to stop embarrassing you. Just so you know, ask oh, know. him about the Rogers fart. Let's see if we didn't get to yeah. it. 
Just send Frank a text and say, what if it was an Aaron Rodgers phone? Yeah. I mean, oh, did you do God. that? Oh. <laughs> you don't want to do that? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> Are you, you regretting your decision you to work on. with us? You, you, you wonder why I didn't have you on when Andy Reid would come. Oh. Okay? <laughs> oh, I would have asked him. He'd buy a Brady I know fart. you would have. He would definitely buy a Ford. Oh, There's no doubt about it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God bless football. God uh, but- bless football. <laughs> All right, we'll get this to you guys here in just a second. It is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer. When you sign up, that's code DAN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, let's get to this week's edition of Stu You Gots. We got some NFL games and one big college football game that I like to call the National Championship Game. Everyone calls it the national championship game. I was going to say, you're not the only one that calls it that. (laughs) Why did I say that? I have no idea. Let's get to uh, this week's games in the NFL. The Eagles, plus seven, taking on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a mess. The Eagles, pretty good. Sneaky good. Jalen Hurts, sneaky good. I have the Eagles winning the game outright. They win by three, which means they cover. The Texans, plus 10.5, taking on the Titans. Titans trying to lock up that one seed in the AFC. The Texans, I am telling you, they are better at home than they are on the road. And this week, they're at home. Actually, they're 2-6 and six at home and 2-6 and six on the road. So they're exactly the same team at home as they are on the road. Uh, how about that for analysis? The Texans are getting 10.5 points at home. They're a different team there. They cover the spread. The Titans win by three points. The Dolphins, plus six and a half, taking on the Patriots. Patriots always struggle down here in Miami. The Dolphins lose the game, but they cover the spread. Patriots win by four points. The Raiders, the Chargers, loser goes home. Winner advances to the playoffs. A must-win game, my kind of game. Chargers are... Or minus three on the. I'm surprised. If I sound surprised, it's because I am. I thought the Raiders would be favored here, so I'm going to take the Raiders. They're getting three points at home. I have the Raiders winning the game by three points. The 49ers, very dangerous team, getting hot at the right time. They're taking on the Rams. They are getting five points. I have the 49ers losing the game but covering the spread. The Rams win by a field goal. I'm never betting against Joe Burrow again for the remainder of time. They are plus five and a half. I have no idea why against the Cleveland Browns. I have the Bengals winning the game outright. And then the big game coming up this weekend. A little game I like to call the national championship game. It is Alabama. It is Georgia. Georgia. Blah, blah, blah. Mike Ryan. Blah, blah, blah. Best defense ever. Blah, blah, blah. Cut your hair already. Anyway, Georgia, do it against Bama. They can't. They had an opportunity a couple of weeks ago, and they failed. And yet, Georgia is still favored in this game. Little rat poison for Nick Saban. Uh, How about that? They just beat him by 20, and they're still not favored in the game. Saban is going to use that with his team in his locker room, and he's going to beat Georgia by 40. And the next time they play, the Bulldogs will still be favored. How about that? Those are the picks this week. Good luck, everyone. Where the hell are you with the blue sheet behind you? And where the hell is Billy with just a white wall? What the f- going on here today? 
All right, there's a lot going on. Billy's in a new room. It's throwing everyone off. I'm in the studios here down at the Clevelander Hotel. Mikey A., his seat, uh, his sink is leaking all over the floor. Listen, we didn't grow up two houses down from Adam Silver. I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, I know you're. Uh, I know you're short on time today. Okay, you're a very busy man. It's a very busy time in the NFL. So the floor is yours, Antonio Brown. Go. Well, I, I mean, you know, again, I mean, you play with fire, your ass gets burned. I mean, we know that. I mean, am I, am I shocked? It's like all gone down this way. I mean, no, I'm not shocked because it's Antonio Brown. Yes, I am shocked. I guess because it's been so smooth up to this point, and he had Brady on his side. So that's where I'm like just amazed that it's all gone crazy here. And now he's calling out Brady on Instagram and Alex Guerrero and all that, like, which is like, I just want to get my popcorn. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. All right. But, (laughs) you know, I don't doubt he was hurt. I don't doubt that one bit. Now, where I will say is I question a little bit is just how hurt was he? Was he hurt enough to where he couldn't go back in the football game? I mean, you know me, I'm Johnny Film Watcher. There's no play where he's limping ever at any point, and he's running high-level routes. Now, I understand he's on Toradol and all that. I get that. But, you know, also with somebody with that type of ankle, as everybody has said, doesn't do jumping jacks and dance around in the end zone either if it's really that bad. So I do question that. Uh, so this is some great drama. And with the Bucks. Yeah, they don't want to let him go because they don't want to have to like, oh, we got to play Kansas City in the Super Bowl and Antonio Brown caught eight catches against us for 120 or the Packers in the NFC Championship game or the Rams because I would think those are the three teams that are looking for it. And I don't know what the hell Antonio Brown's trying to do right now. You know, he's telling us, yeah, he's going to get surgery, but also, you know, cut and cage, which means like, well, if you're in a cage, it looks like you're trying to get out and go somewhere else too. So I – Again, I don't know where it goes, but it's it's great drama. He should go to the Packers. That's what he should do. Uh, he should go to the Packers. So Brady I mean, strolls in there without Antonio Brown this time around, and the Packers win. Antonio Brown could say, it's not Brady. It's not Rodgers. It's me. <laughs> he probably would say that. I, I do look yes, at the Packers, would. the Chiefs, the Rams, of all at least you know teams with the potential to handle Antonio Brown and uh, at least for a month or so to go win a Super Bowl. Uh, but we'll see. Do they really want to take that chance either? Where, I mean, you know, he might go batshit crazy one day and all of a sudden your team's dysfunctional in the middle of the playoffs because he's caused a, a firestorm. Uh, Sims, did you have a big smile uh, on your uh, on your face the last couple of weeks as the uh, the <laughs> two was played poorly and the Dolphins will not He is drunk on two and on tears, <laughs> drunk on them. Well, I I don't smile for anybody's like lack of success or failure. I don't. You know, but that's you do where when you're right. He said well, smiling. <laughs> well, because it's not to Tua, and this is where I really got to watch myself a little bit because I it's not personal to him. It is personal to all the asshole Tuanon fans. Yes, it is. Sorry. We're personal. <laughs> We're there now. So that's where I smile because I just want to go, you know, eat it. That's what I want to say to all of them. But I'll say this. That's it for Tua. It's over. It's over. He will not be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins next year. I just, I really believe that. There's no way. You know, that to me was the last proof uh, that you needed to where, man, Good defenses that know how to take away the four and five yard pass, the RPO, the boot. He's just so limited. And here's the last piece of evidence we need to know, at least in my opinion, it's not going to work. He can't play in weather. 
He cannot play in weather. You can't go to the Super Bowl or win the AFC East unless you play in weather. And that, to me, is where it's night-night. I will be shocked if Tua is the quarterback for the Dolphins next year. So the quarterback for the Dolphins next year will be blank. Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That'll be another one. I'd be shocked if it's not Deshaun Watson. I think it's all... You know, all behind the scenes. I know the Dolphins wanted him. He wants the Dolphins. This isn't speculation. I know. Uh, you can report it, whatever. I know. And I still think that they're going to try to make that match happen sometime this offseason. How good is Joe Burrow? Whoa. I love yeah. watching Joe Burrow. I love him. I mean, he's Joe Cool. I mean, just he yeah. really is. He's a natural. He's the natural. That's what I've, I've always kind of called him since he came out in the draft. And, like, you know, Stu Goss, the thing I love about him, too, is, like, he had one flaw in his game, and it wasn't a major flaw, but I even said this during the draft process. The one thing I didn't love about him was his pure arm power, right? He can make every throw, but there'd be throws, even at LSU or last year, where I'd go, ooh, if he just had a little more mustard on the ball, this would have got in there, and that would have been a big play. That's all he worked on in the offseason. He talked about it you know, in training camp, about you know, finding ways to throw the ball with a little bit more power. And you see, it's translated on the field this year. I mean, there's uh, there's power throws every week. And again, it's not Mahomes' arm or Rogers' arm or Josh Allen, but damn, it's good. He is so awesome in the pocket. He's awesome not only as like making people miss and extending the play or just buying a little time. Also, with people bearing down on him and gonna hit him, he stands in there and makes big time throws. Come on. They're the freaking Bengals, and we're all believers now because of one thing, and that's Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I, I, I me love me some Joe Burrow for sure. Jamar Chase is pretty good too. And like, no doubt. like Chris, like one of the guys on our show said Jamar Chase is the best receiver since Jerry Rice. Do you agree with that? Mm, I don't know if I'm going to say that. You know, I'm not going to say that, but pretty you know, damn I, good though, man. He's he's a superstar. Yeah. And I and, and listen, that's the type of the type of wide receiver I love right now. I think they're the most dangerous types of receivers in football. Where they're weapons. They really are. They're almost like like they're wide receivers and running back bodies to a degree. You see how he's built? He doesn't he's not built like Jerry Rice or Randy Moss. You know, he's built like a running back who can make people miss and run through arm tackles. And he's got three rockets up his ass, as we saw there. I mean, that Chiefs defense has got some guys that can go. And he runs by all of them on some of those plays. Absolutely amazing. He is a superstar. I think he's already in the conversation for one of the five best wide receivers in football. You know, and he's that new breed, I said, that's kind of taken over. Him, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, you know, Tyree Kill. You know, yeah, they can beat you deep. They can run routes. They can catch a speed sweep or a reverse and run to the house that way, too. Uh, he's amazing. Unbutton Podcast, PFT with Mike Florio, Football Night in America. Chris Sims with us here on God Bless Football. Uh, man, I watched a little bit of that Niners game. I'm not certain your boy Shanahan to get the best of the quarterback class. Trey Lance looked really good, man. He, well, he's, he's got like, wow, for sure. Yes. He did. He had yeah. a good game. That was definitely like an encouraging sign. You know, you, we, we saw less errant throws, right? Crazy throws. We saw more throws that were like appropriate pace. And, and speed on the ball because that was one of his issues like in the preseason and early on. You're like, the guy's five feet away from you. You don't need to throw at 145 miles per hour. Slow down. You know, and people go, oh, it's more drop catches. I'm going to go, no one on earth can catch some of those footballs. So, yes, he adjusted that way, and you saw him control the football for the most part. Listen, they will be a more dangerous offense once Trey Lance 
continues to learn to play the position and all that because he just opens up the field. You know, he's not quite the athlete I thought he was going to be. I will say that. But, you know, he does have a strong arm. There's no denying that. And with Shanahan coupled that with the run game and a little aspect of him running, that opens the field up more than Jimmy G. But for right now, they need Jimmy G. They do. I don't think this is a week they're just going to dominate in the run game against the Rams. They're going to have to be able to drop back in the drop back pass game to win some this game and if they get in the playoffs, you know, some of those games because the run game's good this year, but not dominant like we saw 2 years ago. So I do think that's where I'd still give Jimmy G the the advantage at least for the the rest of this season. What do you do with Baker Mayfield if you're the Browns? You just sit back. You maybe I, you know I got to look at Case Keenum's contract. I don't know if he's there for another year or not. Maybe you make them compete. Maybe you bring in another high level backup. Do the same thing there. You know you need to light a fire under his butt. There's no doubt. Hey, hey listen. There's a lot of people that'll tell you like two years ago in training camp, Case Keenum outperformed Baker Mayfield. Um, right. But you know you don't commit long term money. That's what I know. You know and I don't think they're going to give up on him yet. There's the number one pick of the draft. We have seen snippets of talent and good things. There's no doubt. You know, you guys have heard me say a little bit about the Browns. The run game's great, but the pass game, when it has to stand alone by itself, it has issues. And they're not just all Baker Mayfield related issues. Very simple when I look at it. I look at it, I call that like week one installation pass offense. And I mean like the first plays you put in on training camp are like a lot of the plays I see the Browns run on a regular basis. So he's not given the greatest advantages that way. But it's certainly, no way. He can take the fifth-year option, more evidence, let's see if he can act the appropriate way, stay healthy, and play a higher level of football, and then maybe you extend him. But right now, you, you let him go in this lame duck season for sure. Must-win game this weekend, my kind of game. Chargers-Raiders, who you got? I'm going to take the Chargers. I am. Uh, I, I really respect the Raiders for how hard they've played you know, Rich Masaccia has done a great job of kind of settling that organization down, who's done a lot of crap there, no doubt. I don't really look at the Raiders being able to win the game unless the run game goes off. I guess that's what I, the way I look at it. The run game has come alive a little as of late, but it's still been very average, below average throughout the year. That, to me, is the way you take advantage of the Chargers. So that's the one way I would look to go, all right, if they're gashing them in the run game and we get done in the first half and the Raiders and Josh Jacobs got 65, 70 yards rushing, I'd go, uh-oh, the Raiders might win this. But I don't expect that to happen, I guess is what I'm saying. And I think Staley's so good on the defensive side of the ball as far as pass defense is concerned that – He's just very creative. I think he'll take away some of the things the Raiders do in their intermediate pass game. And then, you know, I just expect Justin Herbert and that offense to to slowly pick apart the Raiders' defense. The Raiders, they run that cover three Seattle defense. Gus Bradley's their defensive coordinator. He invented it. They run it better than just about anybody. They're not real talented, but... You know, Herbert's got a guy in Joe Lombardi from the Saints. They know how to pick apart certain systems, and I think they'll be able to slowly pick apart the Raiders and, and win a close one in Las Vegas. After uh, all that offseason talk, are things fixed between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Yes, they are. I mean, they're fixed enough to where he's not stupid enough to leave there and go somewhere else, I don't think. You know, and they're, <laughs> they, they, they got to – I don't think they're stupid enough, but they've proven wrong, me wrong before to where you're going to let the, the, the guy who's been the best player in football two years in a row walk out the door and where you look at it and go, he's got at least two or three more years of like MVP level of football left in him. So I think, you know, 
One, he likes the team and the coaches like we discussed early in the year. It was never personal between that. It was a front office thing. It seems like some of that's been mended to a degree, and I think he realizes, like, man, they're close. Even if they don't get the Super Bowl, they're still going to be a team that will be in the mix next year and just one or two players away from being there, and that's that's easier than going somewhere else, starting new, having a team get used to you and getting on the same page with all that stuff. So I expect them to be back in Green Bay. Do you think he's going to win the MVP after what we heard from some of the voters? Well, it, those voters are idiots. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. They shouldn't be able to vote. Like, Hubarkish? Mm-hmm. I mean, you shouldn't be able to vote. I mean, what? Like, what? nothing has uh, – because you don't like he got vaccinated? Because you don't like what happened in the offseason? First off, a lot of what's happened in the offseason is not Aaron Rodgers' fault. They told them they were going to trade him. So that's their fault. You know, they drafted Jordan Love. That's stupid. I mean, so it's been that you say to, to to make up your mind before the year and listen. Come on, I mean, who's I want to know who Hubs voted for in like the past where we've had worse human beings than Aaron Rodgers win the MVP. It might not be quite as public, but we've had worse people. Whether what they do in their personal life, whether it be drugs, women, whatever. All right, like that's so that's insane. You know, that's sto- totally stupid and biased. I don't want to call out people, but I could certainly list some names off and go, really? You really think Aaron Rodgers is a worse guy than this guy, right? You really <laughs> think that? But I'm not going to do that. So, But that's where it's insane, and it's wrong, and they should take his voting away. Nobody's more valuable to their team than Aaron Rodgers, right? right. He, nobody's played. Listen, I know like Mahomes has more talent and potential at this point of his career, but nobody's played the position at a higher level than Aaron Rodgers the last two years. And – the team's still centered around him. I mean, come on. It's just him and it's so him and Devontae Adams centric. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's a good defense. It's not a great. It's a good run game. It's not great. The weapons around him are good. There's one great guy. You know, and I can go to other quarterbacks and go, they got multiple great guys around them, along with better things in the other areas to go along with it. So Rogers, if he's not the MVP, I, I will I'm gonna go scorched earth on some of these people who's the quarterback and we will let you go on this note again chris sims with us uh unbuttoned podcast pft with mike florio football night in america the quarterback outside of the obvious two which is brady and rogers the quarterback you trust the most in the nfc oh that's a good one because i don't trust i don't trust matthew stafford to me he's the million dollar question right now with the rams the rams got it going across the board on their whole team yes wow that's a really good damn question here. Thank you. Dak Prescott's off right now. He is off, and their offensive passing game's too simple, and their O-line's overrated. The guy I guess I would trust, it's Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott, and I think I'm probably going to go with Kyler Murray there. I am. Right now, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. I, I do trust Dak Prescott, but like I said, he's not in his A game right now. Um, I, I think I trust Kyler Murray not to make a lot of mistakes and make some big plays. I just don't know if the rest of their team can deliver. I guess that's what makes me worry worry a little bit. But I don't go into games right now with Arizona going, well, I don't know what we're going to get from Kyler Murray. He might do some dumb crap and cost his team. <laughs> I think after Rodgers and Brady, he probably makes me feel the most comfortable. You want to see Rodgers Brady again, don't you? I do. I really. I do. wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I would. I'd be all. I mean, it's such a wide open year. There's no great team. You know, I would love to see. I would love to see Rodgers Brady NFC Championship game. You know, Mahomes I guess and Herbert. Say Burrow, Burrow, Allen, Burrow, 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 Burrow,
You know, I don't think you can oh, go wrong there. Belichick I, Brady I, I, Super Bowl. <laughs> that, would, that would be a good one, too. Yeah, we'll see. If Tampa's got to get healthy, Tampa has officially got the threshold of they're so injured and beat up that I'm not sure we're going to see their actual best football team in the playoffs. That It's hit the threshold to me to go, it's a little concerning. They're not the same team they were early in the year. So that's where I don't know about Tampa. I'm a little scared that way. If they get the full strength, they're clearly the most talented team in the NFC. Uh, you're right. That was the game of the year, the Chiefs and the Bengals. We should want that. We should all be rooting for that. That'd be cool. Uh, Mahomes right. and Burrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be great. Unbuttoned Podcast, BFT Maybe. with Mike Florio. Football night in America and every week right here on God Bless Football. We appreciate you squeezing us in, man. I know you're busy. We appreciate the time. All good. All good. Anytime. You know, and you're the one that's got the busy schedule today. I had to adjust off you. You're thanking me for adjusting to your schedule. Yeah. You are <laughs> See ya. Peace out. The three of you must have great New Year's stories. So, Jabba, uh, back when you were, you know, pitching for the Yankees, playing Major League Baseball, you were younger. The three of you, I'll give you time to think about it. I'll start with Jabba. Sorry, Jabba. Do you have, like, a best New Year's Eve story? Um, I mean, I think my first ever New Year's Eve with money, um, I went to <laughs> Vegas. I realized it was real. Paris Hilton, we were at an after-hours party. I can't remember where it was. Paris Hilton was dancing on the bar, and, and holy shit, she has huge feet. Um, that was the first thing I noticed. And the second thing I noticed, I was like, she ain't wearing no underwear. Oh. Like, no. Welcome to Vegas. <laughs> right. But the huge feet surprised you more, correct? <laughs> well, yeah, because they ride at like eye level. And I'm like, man, what is that, like a size 12? I mean, those things were huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get Paris Hilton on, if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Paris Hilton on the list. He's DJing somewhere. <laughs> Mojo, do you have a, uh, a best New Year's Eve story? Oof, a best one? That's tough. I will say I have a very long-standing tradition where I've spent the last 13 New Year's Eves with the same buddy. And uh, it's been a crazy streak, one that's been very difficult to keep up with, but the streak must live by all costs. So this year... We were supposed to be in New Orleans. My buddy married a DJ, so she was going to DJ an event. I was going to host the event. She got pregnant last minute, so we had to pivot all of our plans. Then people started getting sick. It was a huge debacle. So this year's uh, New Year's Eve, to keep the tradition alive, what I ended up doing was I flew to Dallas for two hours. Right. I landed, we watched Mortal Kombat, and I went right back to the airport to fly home for the second set of plans so the streak must live. Now you're asking yourself, why did he fly in and watch Mortal Kombat out of all the things that, that we could do? You're well, right, I, I am asking myself that. that. I am, yes. Stu guys, <laughs> we're on the same page. You don't yeah, even I have know, to speak. I, I got you, brother. You're the best. Yeah, you're great. Well, eight years ago... One of my buddies in Las Vegas got um, very um, inebriated and he went home with a, a young lady who resembled Shang Tsung of Mortal Kombat for anyone <laughs> that knows who that is. Ever since then, on right. New Year's, when we renew our streak and our tradition, we um, scour the internet for new pictures of Shang Tsung that we save as our phone backgrounds for the entire year. The part of that story is I was actually hanging out with Mojo 
uh, <laughs> a couple days ago. <laughs> that was it. That was New Year's Eve. Watching Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. I had no idea that part of the story, but um, I got the text. So he's, he's actually, his buddy is my brother-in-law. So I got the text. Mojo's in town. If you want to come say what's up. It's like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, you know, is he going to come to the party tonight? And, you know, Jimmy writes back. He's like, no, he's leaving in two hours. And I said, well, <laughs> when did he get here? He said he just landed. <laughs> I want to know, Mojo, how you plan the logistics of actually making that work. Like how much research did it take to make sure the flights connected and, and landed and got you back? That was the big worry, because if I got stuck in Dallas with the thousands of flight cancellations, my, my girl was going to whip my ass. So. This was a kind of a stressful situation, but we did a lot of research. We did a lot of homework. Luck was on my side, but yes, this trip changed 10 times over. We didn't know what the hell was going to happen. All we knew is that the streak must live 13 years running. It's been some uh, crazy occurrences over the years to keep this one alive. So I'm just glad it's, uh, it's it lives to fight another year. Uh, Chris Gronkowski, we're interested here. Um, do you want to make a statement on behalf of the Gronkowski family about Antonio Brown? <laughs> I mean, oh, how, how do you want to handle this situation? And then we have to ask you to get him on the pod, okay? <laughs> I mean, hey, you know. That, you know, that would be top ratings for sure if we could get him on. The problem is, uh, uh, Chris, you're the only it. hope we have. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you. You think uh, he'd walk out halfway through the podcast, or you think he'd stay for the whole thing? That would be sweet if he did. That would make it even better. <laughs> It would be perfect. Yes, we would all encourage him to walk out. Yes. We see him leave, and then we see him 20 minutes later uh, courtside at a basketball game. <laughs> he, would show up. he would show up about 40 minutes late as well. Can't forget that part. So, Grok, do you want to make a statement all on behalf of the family? Hey. I mean, because that's bullshit what he did to your team. I mean, to your brother's team. <laughs> yeah, I, I could tell you that um, my kids were pretty excited about him taking off his shirt and swinging it around. <laughs> they, they started doing it, too, and um, – it was a pretty hype moment in the house. I was in shock. That you was, think uh, they were? You think your kids were excited because AB is more jacked than you, or bad? <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, this, this is all I see. Bobby, all you saw that our... coming? Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys know each other too well, people. man. <laughs> I get everything from Mojo every day. Right. Uh, put us like. Were you standing? Were you next to Big G when it happened? That's man, all I want to know. I was actually, so I went to a wedding. It was in New York. I didn't realize they were playing the Jets. I flew home. Big G right. was at the game. He watched it live. Oh, shit. Can you, like, like just do me a favor. Obviously, you weren't there, so you can't quote him exactly. But what do you imagine was coming out of Big G's mouth when Antonio Brown quit on his team? Yeah, he, he, he actually didn't see it. They showed it on the big board. And then I think everyone just went to, uh, you know, the fact that they thought he did it because of money. But it sounds like he actually did it because he was hurt or his ankle, ankle or something it? like that. So I mean, I his ankle looked fine when he was doing jumping jacks in the Jets end zone. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ankle looked pretty good. Sprinting down the tunnel. Your dad was pissed, though, right? Like he thinks he's he's a quitter, right? Oh, that's, that, that was my dad's number one rule growing up. Uh, yeah. you know, we, we couldn't quit a team ever. So even if the team sucked or we wanted to quit, it didn't matter. Like you had to finish the year. So that was... That was that That's was the rule. rules right there. Wait, so you don't want to make a statement because it'd be great. Like it just says Gronkowski, and you just rip yeah. Antonio Brown, and no one knows if it's Rob or anyway. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. I, yeah, I've I've had the New England uh, media do that for me already. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Rob wasn't too excited about it. I can okay. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
camp is not New England. <laughs> wait, you actually ripped. <laughs> wait, can you tell the story, please? Yeah, yeah. So let's see. It was um, I think it was Rob's second last year in New England. They hit me up at like seven a.m. The Boston radio station. They got me on the hook and told me they wanted to talk about Ice Shaker, like everything going on with it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get on there, and, and the question was, you know, does, does does Rob look frustrated to you? And I'm like, yeah, he looks frustrated. He's getting triple covered. You know, obviously he's super frustrated in, in that situation. So Yahoo front page, everything. Gronk's brother says he's frustrated with Patriots offense, just blasted everywhere. And uh, yeah, every, everyone was just coming at me hard. Twitter, Twitterverse loved me for that day. <laughs> I'm at, I'm at your he got me good, man. So after that, they asked Belichick then in the press conference that day, you know, right. how do you feel about Rob's brother calling out the offense? And oh, shit. He got he got to uh, talk to Rob about it too. So I got a nice phone call saying, you know, don't don't go on the Boston radio anymore." Wait, yeah, from Chris, Belichick? Yeah. That's a direct call uh, from Rob. Bell? Rob hit me okay. up and was okay. just like, oh, from I mean, Rob. They, okay. they've got us all, man. They got my dad over. You know, my dad got they got him good on the the high ankle going into the Super Bowl. Right. They got him to comment and say like Rob's you know Rob's ankles hurt or something like that, and they blasted that everywhere. So Belichick wasn't a huge fan of us talking to the media. <laughs> I think it's why Tom exactly. and your brother left, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you guys, uh, I got to give a big shout out to Ice Shaker. I've seen, uh, I seen all the swag bags for the bowl games, and Ice Shaker popped up a few times. So good work for that, brother. Uh, bro, I appreciate that. 12, 12 bowl games this year. I think it's either 12 or 14. Yep. So racking it in. We're going to go for the big dogs next year. That a boy. Business is booming, huh? Hey, it's been good. It's been good. Jabba, are you using the coin again? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I'm above 500 with it. I have to keep going. Okay. Uh, Jabba, three and two. Mojo, two and three. Chris Krukowski, two and three. Where the f is K Funk? He was two and three. What happened to K Funk? Where is he? Oh, oh shoot. Shoot. we forgot to call him. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to get Mojo out of here. Uh, he here are the rest of me 10 times every single day, like every when we go back, and then I forget to call him. Bring him back no, for the playoffs. You give you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. He thinks he's the host of this show, and he's like, "Oh, I know more than you." I bet everything. I'm like, "I'm picking by a f- coin." All right, here are the uh, here are the records after Week 17. Ask K Funk to come back next week and uh, tell him to bring Paris Hilton. Okay, yeah. uh, Mojo, 24 and 14. What is up, Mojo? You are in first place. Chris is 19 and 19. Java 18 and 20. K Funk two and three. Carter two and three. Tanner two and one. Jackson 0 and one. Derek 0 and one. Java's coin 12 and eight. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Carter's going to come on, but he's taking a nap before basketball practice. <laughs> okay, good. He needs it. All right. So, uh, Jabba, you're going with a coin. Uh, we got to yeah. get to the games here because uh, Mojo has to get out of here. Okay. And then we'll uh, we'll get to the games and have Mojo promote everything for everyone. Uh, <laughs> Cowboy, <laughs> Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles plus two and a half at home. Here's the thing, Stu Gatch. You see, the Cowboys are sitting on a 69% win percentage. So when that happens, right. we're taking the boys, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris Gronkowski, go ahead. What's it, What's their record? They're, they're 69% again? 68.8. We round up. That a boy. You always round. If it was 64, he would have rounded up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, Chris, who do you have? Bad. Are the Cowboys playing for anything? Are they locked in? I think they're playing for seeding. Okay. These questions yeah. don't matter. 
You're right. I'll, I'll go with Mo. Not to you. And I'd like his winning percentage. All right. Thank you're you. going. So you're taking the Eagles as well? No, nah, Cowboys, Cowboys. Oh, you're going Cowboys. Okay. I totally missed that. Uh, Java, go ahead. Who are you taking? Heads, Cowboys, Tails, Eagles. Give, Give us heads. Give him tails. tails. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I don't like that. That coin is 12 and 8. All right, we go to uh, we got the Bears and Vikings. Uh, Vikings are minus 4. Uh, Chris, I will start with you. Who do you have here? I'll go with the Vikings. Okay. Uh, Mojo? I'm going with the Vikings because I'm a Packer backer and I can't say the Bears. Also, Stu Gatz, when you, when you start picking me for my picks, can you refer to me as the spread master from now on? Sure. Yes, I will, <laughs> spread master. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I think I think that's what I want to be referred to indefinitely. Okay. By the way, that could be that could be insinuated two ways, Mojo. So we, I don't know if we. Really, yeah. I just want to hear him yell. I, spread I him. wasn't talking about football with that mention at all. Actually, Java. Here we go. Uh, heads, Vikings. Tails, Bears. He flipped it. What do you got? Tails. Oh, wow. Wow. Let's go uh, Bengals at Browns. Browns, two and a half point favorites. Bengals, very hot team. We'll start with the Spreadmaster. <laughs> Spreadmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have here? Bengals. <laughs> boy. All right, uh, Chris, who do you have here? Man. Bengals at Browns. Browns minus two and a half. Bengals. All right, you're going Bengals. All right, here we go, Jabba. We have uh, heads, Bengals, tails, Browns. Tails. All right, you got the Browns. Which is terrible. I'm a Bengals fan because Zach Taylor was a quarterback at Nebraska. Are you friends with him? He was, uh, he was a little bit after me, but, yeah, I got to know him a little bit. You see where this right. is going, right? He really wanted to get friends with Jabba. Get him on the podcast. Jabba's got him on a court <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we got to get Mojo out of here. I'm going too slow. Uh, Steelers – I'm sorry, Spreadmaster. Steelers at Ravens. Ravens minus four and a half. Chris Gronkowski, who are you going with? Man, Big Ben's last game? Could be yeah. last game. Yeah, Believe last game. Last Ravens. game, but on the road, yeah. Oh, man. I'm a – Going Ravens here. All right. Uh, Spreadmaster. All right, man. Well, if it could be Big Ben's last game, you know he's going to turn up in a big, big way. The guy has had an incredible, incredible career and has produced in a big way. That being said, I'm picking Maryland. All right, Jabba, who are you going with? Uh, well, actually, who's the coin going with? We have heads, Ravens, tails, Steelers. Heads. All right. You have the uh you have the Ravens. Let's go Chargers at Raiders here. We'll start with the Spreadmaster. Chargers at Raiders. Raiders getting three points at home. Who do you have, Spreadmaster? I love it when they say that, Stu Gats. I love it when they call me that. Um, I mean you asked me to call you it. Who's the they? People, the people ask. Who's they? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh shoot. I feel like every time I pick the Chargers, they let me down this year. It's one of those teams that keep getting me. Well, I'll pick them again, the Chargers. <laughs> okay. I'll go with the Chargers here. All right, so you have the Chargers, okay? And Jabba, here we go. This is a big one, Jabba, okay? I'm going to go heads, Chargers, tails, Raiders. Give them heads. Heads. Nice. <laughs> you can see where I'm leaning for that game. <laughs> yeah, right? Come on, order. 
All right, uh, guys, this has been fun. Next week, uh, Paris Hilton, all right? Uh, get back uh, K-Funk, and uh, let's uh, let's get Antonio Brown. Chris, you got a lot Dude, of work Funk to do this week. Dude, Funk is going to Mojo, go ahead and promote whatever the hell it is you want. Yours, Jabba, me, promote Chris Gronkowski, the Ice Shaker, whatever you want. Go ahead, man. The floor is yours. All right, here we go. Chris G, the one and only. Look, man. When you're marketing a product like Ice Shaker, guaranteed to increase performance by being a cup, you know you got to be Shred City if you're going to be the founder. Chris G is in the gym every single day, dieting hard, bicep curls with his kids all day. And because of that, he has the second best biceps in this chat. It's incredible. Out of six people, Chris is number two. He's incredible. He's behind Mike A, uh, also me, so I guess he's third. Um, there it is, man. Shred City, Chris G, jacked as hell. Oh, it's your nice shaker. <laughs> well done at the very end there. You know what else got right Chris here. pretty jacked, Stu Gatz? What's that? Chris drinks Celsius with 200 milligrams of caffeine, no crash or jitters, seven essential vitamins. It is premium, essential, and clean energy without all the other garbage of all the other energy drinks. Get jacked like Chris. Get a Celsius. All right, boys. Get the hell out of here. We appreciate it as always. God bless football. God bless football. God bless football. Yo, I can't see anymore, dude. That's, uh, yeah, should look into that. I did, asshole. I have glasses. I know, but is that like a prescription or did like the, are those like pharmacy glasses? Did you get those at the checkout at the Publix? Yes, I got them at the, uh, I got them at CBS off the rack for $2. <laughs> like the one that just you like plus one or plus two or something on it. They had a sale going on. It was you can get sunglasses and eyeglasses, okay? Oh so God. I got two pairs. For $14. The sunglasses broke the first day, uh, and the eyeglasses are hanging on by a thread. Should have. <laughs> you like that look good in glasses? Mm. <laughs> we, can work on, we can work on that look. You look like Rodrigo <laughs> Blankenship. <laughs> such a That's perfect. Lover. That's exactly who he looks I like. I swear to you, the entire time I was looking in the Zoom with my glasses on, going, I look like someone. I look like someone. A former <laughs> Rodrigo Blankenship. How Perfect. Did you pull that one out? I've gotten it before, too. <laughs>